All right. So uh, there's a very familiar looking desert planet in this episode. James, do you have a favorite <laughs> desert planet in Star Wars? Uh, it would definitely be Jetta because uh, of Rogue One and stuff. That was a pretty cool planet, especially the, uh, you know, kind of the uh the home whatever home planet home base of the jedi right back in the day and uh you know the the statue that was tipped over and stuff in the desert pretty cool place all right uh shane how about you also like jetta no no you know i, I would part of me wants to just lean on good old tatooine because you know it's the classic it, there's so much story that's happened into it but honestly i i really like uh was it in um, episode seven? Um, Jakku. I, I, I just. Jakku? Yeah. Uh, I just seeing all the. Mostly episode seven because you see like the Star Destroyer there. I was going to say Crash Star Destroyer for the win. Yeah. Just, just when I saw that at Celebration, uh, was it seven? C7? Or what? The Celebration that was in Anaheim. And it, see, sitting in the crowd with. Uh, you know all the episode seven crew on the stage and then and then when you see chewy you know uh we're home i brought a tear to my eye and just something about episode seven holds a place in my heart uh you know it's the sequels you know so many people don't like the sequels but i love episode seven and jaku is just so cool to me all right uh corey welcome uh to the show for the first time uh any other uh desert planets you prefer well, first of all, I want to say this imperial aggression may not stand, man. Um, but uh, I'm actually going to go with Shane here. Yeah, Tatooine. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you guys know me well enough to know that how often do I use the binary sunset in my pieces? Not that that's the only place you can see them, but Shane's right. You know, I, I the movies, I've read plenty of books, a lot of the comics. Tatooine is just, the, to me, it's the center of the universe. Or according to Luke, it's the farthest point from the center of the universe. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Tatooine. This seems to be the place that everything takes place, though, right? Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be a fairly important point like in the Ohio. Movie. So much has happened in Ohio, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very cool. So, all right. Um, well, th that that's about all I had. If you guys uh, have anything else to add on, on Desert Planet, or do you want to get into that? I'm not... You know, Michael and I chop liver. What's going on here? Well, all right. well, what, what other what planet are you going to talk about, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> I can throw in my two cents. So well, okay. this is the episode nine well, that uh, Lando visits them on, and then Ray heals the snake. That's not Jakku, oh, right? Uh, that, that's no, that's like the party planet. Yeah, that's yeah. like a desert planet. That could yeah, be your Jonathan. There's a party going on. True. Right? True. I do like parties. This is it true. looks like. Uh, it's like going to, uh, what was it, Starfest, right? <laughs> it, does, it did look like Starfest. That's what's the yeah. Starfest planet. Yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. first. So I have, I have a point of order here. So for James, you said that um, on Jeddah, there's that statue that had fallen over. It looked like a Jedi, right? I took that as it was like a mountain, and then they carved a Jedi into it. Like, um what like the like uh what's what well, i'm blanking the the statue the side of the mountain four presidents south dakota oh yeah i think this like mount rushmore for jedi is, is yeah. what I thought that was. but you'd only be able to see it from an overhead position. i i don't know if they ever it told us but i think it is a statue that's tipped over i don't know that's yeah. the way i look at it anyways yeah, yeah. i guess i'd go back and look closely. right though I, that's what i i took was because yeah i mean if you could only 
see it from above, that means it's huge, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess it could have fallen over, but if it fell over, wouldn't it have just, like, smashed to pieces? I, I, I don't know. That's uh, some rock, man. Maybe not. It's, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it's the toughest rock there is. I don't know. Maybe made of basalt, Jonathan. It's, well, it could be hard rock. Like the cafe. And the cafe is great. <laughs> How about you, Michael? It I get the racket. We're getting the kyber crystal too, right? Was there a kyber crystal? Were they mining kyber crystals from there? They were mining kyber crystals from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We think there were kyber crystals that were yep. maybe that was what was keeping that statue in one piece when it fell over. Kyber. Good theory, Jonathan. I have no idea. I'm making I it up. Science. Again. It goes through your mind. I did want to point out. Uh, I also wanted to welcome Corey to the show for the first time. Uh, you know, long-term member of ours who, who has moved out of town. Um, you know, so so welcome back to this. Is a great way to kind of join in. And also, I wanted to m make sure that people know that Corey is our graphic designer, the person who actually designed the uh, spiffy RMFF logo that you see up in the upper right there. So, thank you, thank you. Yes, actually, it's good to be back. Definitely, I know. I know we are uh, we are the last remnants of a great time period. Um, but you know what? There's still plenty of Star Wars for us to enjoy, talk about. I mean, that was one of the big things about the fan group was that we got together and we talked a lot about Star Wars. Yeah. And Corey, it looks like, in case anybody doesn't know, Corey's the one in the middle, and he's joined by two friends on the set. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and thankfully, not any of us is Alice. What <laughs> up? Okay. Well. All right. Oh, I froze. Well, you know, the Brady Bunch. I like the Brady Bunch. Like, none of us is Alice in the middle. You know? No, I yeah, got it. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> That's I, 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 just shaved, I just cut <laughs> my pigtails off yesterday. Yeah? I, uh, <laughs> that'd be funny. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha. We don't have to have references within this decade. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, James, what do we have coming up? I saw that uh, we scheduled the next meeting. Uh, yeah, we have uh, St. Patrick's Bay Day Parade, if people still want to join that. Um, we uh, have a monthly get-together scheduled for March 18th at Bar Louie in uh, Northfield. I just put that event tab up uh, this evening, so check that out. And uh, just a reminder, yeah, Rocky Mountain Fan Force, when we get together, it's kind of a chill, low-key Kind of come as you want, and we get together and talk about Star Wars, what's going on, Star Wars news, Star Wars content, new Star Wars, what everybody's kind of consuming and what they're interested in. And speaking of which, I mean, we've got Mandalorian season three starting, you know, uh, tomorrow. People, people, well, people may watch this whenever, but we've yeah. got you know, that starting on March 1st. Um, it's actually, we didn't note it last week, but we should have that uh, ABC is actually running the first season of Mandalorian right now. I believe it's the first couple episodes. Oh, yeah. I think oh, they're wow. doing at least yeah, the first are. three or four episodes. Um, it played Friday night on ABC. Well, ABC is on my Disney, so why not, right? Yep. <laughs> Now that one member of ours who's like, I'm not going to subscribe to Disney Plus, he can finally watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. I wish they would release it on DVD or Blu-ray. I think that'd be really cool. I was the only reason I have the Disney Plus to begin with was because Michelle got it for me so I could watch The Mandalorian because I was sniveling that I couldn't watch The Mandalorian because I didn't have any kind of... All I had was Netflix in my apartment in Aurora. So she yeah. got me Disney Plus just so I could watch the bat. So. Hmm. 
Nice, nice. Now you are one of us. I am. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's well, cool. pretty convenient cool. to just be able to pull up everything Star Wars from your phone within seconds. It's no, like, yeah. oh, I want to, what was that line? And to pull it up instantly. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. Well, in, in that version, right? I mean, this is like a total rabbit hole we could go down. But, you know, depending on what version is currently on uh, Disney Plus at the time, that might be whichever Star Wars that you're watching, right? The Is it the McClunky Greedo or is it like the one of the original, you know, original uh, Bantha, oh, not Bantha, the uh, the Krayt Dragon Cry in uh, yeah, Star yeah. Wars. So, you know. Or, or the Han Shot first version. That's, you know, that's a hard one to find anymore. I, I have right? it. Han almost shot first. Yeah, which version is it there? Anyway, I mean, thankfully, seems like for the Mandalorian at least, they're once they finish it, they're done. I've not heard of any Mandalorian special editions. Hope it stays that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I love the original version of the trilogy. You know, it's it's hard to find anymore. But I got a VHS tape if you want to watch it. Oh, I have it on DVD. <laughs> Dude, the Mandalorian is the special edition of Star Wars. Are you kidding me? Uh, it's like, the sequel that should have been. Yeah, he's no he's Boba Fett special edition here, yeah. For sure. Okay, we're ready to get into uh, this week's episode, episode, chapter five, The Gunslinger? Yep. Sure. So let's okay. do it. We actually go to Tatooine for the first time, right. and for the record, because yeah, it didn't really get in there, but my, my desert planet was Arrakis. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong podcast. <laughs> So we don't get to see – do we get to see ships in space? Oh, okay, yeah, this is the recap. Okay, good. I was worried we didn't start an episode of the ship arriving. We're taking off. Yeah, we're not at the start yet. It's <laughs> we're coming. still just on recap. The, the recap is pretty similar to the previous episode. Really, the only takeaway here is there's there's still bounty hunters on their trail. Um, that they, they, don't, uh, they don't remind you of – the small love story from the previous episode which that is what line is done and it should have stayed that way well you didn't <laughs> like her <laughs> it's just cheese <laughs> maybe there's not enough cheese in star wars well no not at all did oh, you no, not watch no. the book of boba fett <laughs> give me a second here um well are the recaps usually uh, like from the previous episode i mean shouldn't a recap conceptually should it be every episode up until that point or should it just be what happened immediately previously i mean what happens if you watch the mcu i mean you can't rewatch everything <laughs> you just sort of gotta uh, hope that you saw it first that'd be one hell of a recap here's yeah. all four yeah, phases I, of the mcu yeah, yeah i think it's it's the story points that there, there's your ship speed so you, you're ready to watch this one Ships in space. Yeah, so so <laughs> it's not ship you know arriving at a planet. It's it's him getting fired on. Cool and yeah, I like the little targeting computer. Look very much like uh, the X-wing yep. targeting computer. Yeah. What is the ship that uh, the bounty hunter is flying? Is it just? Uh, uh, I've seen that make before. The wait, the Mandalorian. Yeah, the it, it, oh, it's, cool. a mix, it's a mix. It's a mix of A wings, V wings. It almost looks X-wing. So it's like a rat rod. It's like all these parts. That's probably pretty typical of this time, or, or maybe just like that's all a bounty hunter can afford to put together. This guy. Yeah. 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 Or 
or maybe he just likes hot rods. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he uses Mando's line about I can bring you in. I know, right, right. I can right, bring you right. in cold. Uh, That's harsh, man. Was that, was that line, was it in like a – is it the like a guild book. training video or something? Yeah. Or? <laughs> they have a manual. Yeah. Employee's handbook. They right. follow. Company slogan. Yeah. So my question and, is, and, he's in, yeah. sorry, uh, just that one scene, right? He's in space going, he puts on the brakes. Would, do you really think you could do that in space? That seems no. Old. Well, if you have back thrusters, I suppose, but not really, not really brakes. Reverse thruster? Reverse space brakes. Yeah. So he, I, he's in sci-fi he, physics. We've definitely got to go with sci-fi physics there. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's in serious trouble, man. Look at that. He's stranded in space. He's lucky that ship busted. He's, he's lucky that ship's even still in, in, in one whole piece. <laughs> Three times he got hit. Right? Well, not even that. The Jawas putting it together again. The you know? <laughs> <laughs> Jawas, they can do anything. Like yeah, that. I'm sure they did a good job. And I do have to note here, I mean, we're, we're, you know, several years into this show and we're all like very familiar with all this stuff now. But remember that, you know, five episodes in here, we have two main recurring characters, neither of whom have names. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, the only thing we've heard him referred to as is as Mando. The Mando, yeah. His grief is, you know, calls him Mando, but that's the closest we've gotten to a name. And, and obviously the child has no name at this point. Yeah. So our main two characters, were, you know, that we're in, that we're having to follow and care about, you know, do not have names. And when you haven't even seen his face. Mm -hmm. So this is the same spaceport. The the other talking, right? Well, uh, different docking bay, bay, but that first shot yeah, there, you know, it looks like like a wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> but this is the same docking area, right? But not the same docking bay. Looks, yeah, it looks familiar. <laughs> I love the pit droids, man. I know, like they've been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah, how many how many years that it, uh, is it at this point in Star Wars years? Oh, two. Since episode one. Like what? Forty. Forty. Maybe. What is it like? They should call him that, like like you know, Mo, Larry, and Curly. <laughs> yeah. A new character, I mean, Pelly. One of my favorite. One of my favorite new characters, Pelly. Yes. Oh, I, I, she's great in uh, Clerks Three. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's not too silly. Is is her? Is she too silly for Star Wars? No, mm -hmm. I know. I think she fits in perfectly. No, she yep. fits in great. a little bit. Who else is even close to silly as her in Star Wars? Well, Jar Jar. Well, I don't know. If she's, silly. she's just quirky. Jar Jar. Oh gosh, she's not that bad. <laughs> well, see, that's your your reference to say that she's fits in just fine, right? I think so. Especially on tattoo, yeah, they, they keep casting comedians. Um, this is like the third <laughs> comedian, and there's going to be even more later in the True. season. So, so these pit droids, they could be 40 years old. That seems like a long time in Star Wars that something like that would keep working. But, you know, I yeah, guess but, maybe she, that's just her thing, right? I she, mean, why would we think that they're the same droids? They, they, I mean, they're just the same model. Yeah, well, same model, they right, keep right. making pit droids. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know, man. They were in a box somewhere for 40 years, and someone she found them, and they were like brand new. <laughs> well, she but like, going again. Think about it. NESs, <laughs> Nintendo's nowadays are like right. over 30 years old at this point, and they still work. I've still got my original Nintendo. I mean, it doesn't work that great, but maybe those pit droids aren't either. Yeah. <laughs> I like the cartridges. Put them in. Yeah. 
with yeah, the helmets on, on poles. See That's this? So cool. I was like, Whoa. yeah. I remember when they first showed this as like a teaser trailer or something to the show, and you know it was going to be a different show when they showed, you know, yeah, no doubt, guys on pikes, right? Their heads on pikes or whatever. Well, Empire yeah, pretty, pretty gruesome for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty. Yeah, edgy. Was, I agree. That definitely establishes the time period of five years past the Empire. Yeah, hopefully, there's a warning to any Imperials coming to that planet. Yeah. You're not welcome here. We don't serve your kind. <laughs> I, I think this is this this scene shows that casting Amy Sedaris was a good choice, like because she's just acting by herself here. Yeah, there's no other yeah. people for re references, but uh, oh, she does a good job with the scene. Yeah, and and the emotion that she shows towards the child. I mean, it's a very sweet moment here. And of course, again, we talked last week about his poor parenting skills. You know, just leaving him in the ship and just assuming that he was never going to wake up and walk outside the open door. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that as a parent. Okay. Uh, the first time I ever Even saw this dad. episode, I was expecting her to, to like turn on Mando and like kidnap Grogu or something like that. Well, we, we've seen examples of that and we see more examples of it later, but I mean, she's the one who does turn out to be a true friend. I mean, yeah. You know, and we've met a couple so far. I mean, well, I mean, I guess I was going to say, I was going to use grief, but I mean, he's already turned on him at least once. Yeah. <laughs> probably will again. But yeah, you know, Grief, Car Cara Dune, and now Pelly. I mean, we've, we're starting to establish, you know, at least some, you know, characters who will end up being recurring characters. <laughs> well, I'm not sure and, why know, she wasn't. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to bring up that uh, Favreau said that uh, you know, with season three starting there's here, Dale. That, see, there's Dale. See, there's Dale. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Dan, uh, Shane. With what oh you're no, doing. just just that. Uh, uh, I think uh, Favreau said that he has no end in sight yet for the Mandalorian series. Yeah, that was a big interview that, that everyone's been talking about for a couple of days is that he's already written season four, um, but that so he's already got that planned out and they and they have a story, but they don't have an ending point. Like he has no like planned X number of seasons and an exact knowing exactly how the story ends. You know, he's just kind of planning them out, you know, a, a season at a time. He said originally five seasons. Did he? He did. Yeah, the very beginning, we're looking to do five seasons. Okay. Well, yeah, just this week, he was, he was basically saying he does not have an endpoint in mind. So, okay. well, so I'm going to point out we have the uh, Jabba's Palace uh, torture droid here. EV99, voiced by Mark Hamill. Yeah, played by Mark Hamill's voice. Um, <laughs> nice. Is this the same one? Is, did he get repurposed after uh, Jabba's Palace blowing up? Did he survive and make his way as a bartender? Well, the barge blew up. I don't know if he was on the barge, though. Yeah, he may have still been back at the palace and like. Well, yeah, he was still doing torture. Yeah, it's like, oh, I guess I'm out of a torture job. There Does this guy look like he's from a boy band or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's happening? I mean, he's actually being propositioned for helping out with a job. He doesn't look scruffy enough to be a bounty hunter. Mm -mm. He's so wet behind the ears. He just wants to break in, man. Maybe <laughs> it's the ear. The earring yeah, means he's And that's Cantina actually body, here kind, of, body kind of always stunned. What, Michael? I was saying that the, the actor is, is Jake Cannavale is actually Bobby Cannavale's son. Um, if oh. you saw Bobby Cannavale, you'd see him, like, you've, you've seen him in everything. 
I don't know the name, but I'll yeah, if you look him up, you'd recognize him from like a dozen different TV shows and movies. He's uh, he's the stepdad in the uh, Ant Man movies, like yep, Cassie's that would be one. stepdad. Okay. Uh, and this guy's uh, this this actor his his stepmom in real life is Dorme uh, herself, uh, Rose Byrne. Oh, that I did not know. Far <laughs> up. So if, if I remember correct, this is the episode where they go against Fennec, right? I, I didn't yes. Really yeah, this is the introduction of Fennec Shand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's who they're going to go try to get. So this guy, so this, this this young kid's there because of nepotism. <laughs> yes, yeah, nepo baby. <laughs> well, I mean, like you hear that often, like, oh, it's so hard to make it in Hollywood. It's like, oh, well, my mom, my dad and my stepmom are totally actors. So, oh. Oh, I lost him again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm awake, I'm awake. I spoke like so, a true parent at 2 a.m. Oh, and we well, didn't talk about his, his, his making you know a big deal about not letting the droids. You know, we we were kind of keeping up with his you know very big deal about not working with droids, not having anything to do with droids. We've seen the flashbacks. I mean, you know, we kind of get a sense of why he you know because droids killed his parents. It was a droid army that attacked and killed his parents. Sure, sure. Yeah, but we made it. He's made a pretty pretty clear still so far that he will not work with droids or let droids work on his equipment. Yeah. Though we we haven't seen her work on the ship, she was just playing Sabak with the droids earlier, <laughs> right? She's, She's like, "Yeah, hey, I'm working on your fuel leak. Let me just press these buttons here." Yeah, been hanging out with your child. Yeah, <laughs> so She's you fascinated know, by it. Child, child care extra, <laughs> right? A good uh, you know thing to think about in this episode, which I think is really cool, is if you look at Book of Boba Fett, which we saw you know uh, a year, year and a half ago now. Uh, this episode is taking place at the same time as an episode of Book of Boba Fett where he's wanting to reclaim Slave One, right? Or Boba Fett's starship now that they call it. And th that's where he runs into Fennec, right, which you right. see Fennec at the end of this, you know? So right. it, it's sort of cool how they sort of cross over in this episode. He is the mysterious figure that approaches her, yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, you know what, too? There's something in this episode, and I don't know if any of you, some of you, some of us older ones would certainly know this, but there is a shot, a still shot, of Mando on the Dewback. And it is the yeah, that's coming. Shot. Isn't it? Isn't we could probably it? talk about it when they show that shot. Okay, all right. <laughs> this is very Star Wars. I like but, it. They're on the speed I know which one you mean. Cape flapping okay. in the breeze. That looks cool. Yes, very. How fast do you think those things go? The speed of plot. The plot needs them to go. The speed of plot. Oh, this is great. This is the. <laughs> Mando's smart dude. He knows what's up. Sand. Lots and lots of sand. <laughs> sand as far as the eye can see. Thankfully, they don't have to comb the, literally comb the desert. <laughs> that would be hysterical, actually. Are you saying we should do space balls and binging the force? We ain't found crap. <laughs> See, it would have been cool if this would have been the Tuscans in the black robes, you know, if we before we knew. Well, but I think timeline-wise, isn't this this is now past when when they all got yeah, killed? That's true. They already would have been dead at this point. 
Yeah, because I mean, we're already like at the very end point of of his flashbacks. I mean, his flashbacks basically take us to this to the end of this episode. Yeah, you're right. See, Mando's smart. He's a good dude. He's he's honest with. I call him the native Tatooiners instead of Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Do they oh. do they use any of these hand signals in Book of Boba Fett? Uh, they do. Yeah. I believe. Well, these exact ones, I don't know about the exact. I don't know the exact ones, but similar. Well, but using a, a sign language. Yeah, they are. Yeah. You're right. He looks like Rick Springfield in this in this in this portion of the uh, the show. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's an old reference there. That's a way old reference. <laughs> no one under the age of forty has ever heard of Rick Springfield. I in fact have seen him in concert, but I hear you. Mendes, good guy. He barters. Yeah, yeah. And he, he yeah, he's a fair person. Yeah. So so he can you know honestly, safely, respectfully cross their lands. Well, and Mando certainly seems to have this code of honor about him. He's not just yeah. a bounty hunter. Absolutely. You know, he does what he has to do, but he has a code of honor about him that I really love that you don't see as we've seen in so many bounty hunter stories and parts of the movies and things like that. So, Yeah, it's good character development. Yeah. It's, <clears> throat> it's, throat> a, yeah. it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. Let the kid go check it out. Yeah, really. Come on, come on man. <laughs> well, who's wearing best garb? I, mean. <laughs> I mean, I honestly don't think he trusts this kid from the get-go. I don't think he trusts anyone no. from the get-go. No, he doesn't. But I think he knows this kid's just, you know, someone he can utilize. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's taking them on as like a mentee and he's a not at all. Not at all. He's just a partner who's he's using now but is disposable. Because he needs money at the moment, so this is his best chance of getting paid while on right. this planet. Right, he needs to. He needs it to fix the ship. Yeah, another bounty hunter. Go. How, what are the odds? <laughs> it does seem like this part of space oh. is pretty much filled with them. <laughs> no doubt, it's <laughs> coming out of the woodwork. It's like you're you're either a bartender, a, a you know you work on ships, or you're a bounty hunter. These these are the three career paths. You know, when when you went to the outer rim of the galaxy high school, those those were pretty much the three career paths. You could have the software engineers working from home because of space COVID. You know, right? She's a good shot. She tagged him twice. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, wait, I'm I'm not wearing Beskar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but she's badass, man. Yeah, In Book of totally. Boba Fett, she's so cool. As Ming Na Wen has always been. <laughs> yeah, I know it's for sure. Well, it's all about the high ground again in Star Wars. It's <laughs> <laughs> all about I no doubt. Good point, yeah, good point. Speaking of sci-fi physics, yes, yes, high ground is very important in Star Wars world. Well, I like how they definitely are spreading her around. I just happened to catch some of the Bad Batch that she's in as well. Oh, nice! I didn't realize she was in uh, Bad Batch. Oh, whoops! Sorry, sorry, Shane. I didn't, well, yeah. no, no, I, I haven't been watching. I'm not big on Star Wars animation. A anything that's come out, it's not a spoiler, Corey. It's, okay. it's, been, it's, it's been released. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, but I'm like I'm behind on Bad Batch, so I didn't know. Oh, everybody's seen the Bad Batch. I think I stopped after the first two or three episodes. I, I will catch up sometime before the nursing home. I love it. Before the nursing home, that's a good one, Michael. <laughs> the old folks home. 
this kid is just such a little punk. He just thinks he knows everything. <laughs> you want to be. He, you know, if he stood back and watched the Mando, he might learn something. Get on your bike. It's, it's the boy band. He's the illegitimate son of Dash Rendar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wish they would put Dash Rendar in here or something. No, that would be yeah. amazing. No doubt. Oh, my That's gosh. Awesome. That'd be so cool. Or Black Sun, you know. That would sure. be really cool. I'd love to see Caesar, but he's dead. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they did mention Black Sun and Rogue One, right? <clears throat> no, not Rogue One, Solo and Solo. I can't remember. I thought it was reference to the other one, the Darth Maul's group. Um, what is – it's something different. Well, I, I thought maybe Black Sun was a huge organization, not just Shizor's race. Yeah, that's true. Eliminated her advantage there. She, she, she was a, definitely a sharpshooter, but he just took away her advantage. This is a good plan. Mando's, Mando's smart. He's been around the block. Mando is fly. <clears throat> He's fly? Is that what you say? He is fly. He's super fly. He's super fly. I think we assume that this is all probably on the volume right. I mean, it's so cool. It is. Yeah. So, oops. Yeah, those are the flashbangs that bring Boba Fett over here to check on what's going Ooh. on. Ah, tag your all in. connected, man. All connected. Yeah, they've been doing real well with the connection of everything, including even the you know, going back to the Bad Batch, there's a lot of inclusion that it's just like, wow, I just love how they're rounding everything in together. Well, yeah, definitely season three coming up is going to tie a lot to, to Clone Wars and Rebels. Gosh, with the Bo-Katan thing, absolutely. Well, I really look forward to see Ahsoka this year, too, to see how they really start to ramp that up. So it looks like Finnick Shannon is just kind of toying with this guy. Like, she she's taking his measure. He's not going to measure up. She she can kick his butt. She'll take her time. We'll oh, yeah, yeah. She's teaching him a lesson, no doubt. Yep. Oh, you want to be a bounty hunter, huh? <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah, nice distraction, kid, by getting all your bones broken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for being my decoy. And we didn't mention her helmet. Her helmet was so similar to the one that the bounty hunter in episode two used. You know, is there? Oh is yeah, there, Sam Wessel. Sam, oh, Sam Wessel, right? Yeah. Is there a commonality there between female bounty hunters or female sharpshooters, or like, is that, does that helmet have a spe specific significance? It's a fashion statement. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty much identical to, to the assassin from episode two, the one who was, who was targeting Padme. Maybe it's like I, a package. You buy the rifle, you get the helmet. I think, <laughs> I think it's awesome because, well, I think about it. It narrows her vision to just where she needs to have her eyesight. No other distraction from anything around that. Um, so I think it has, a, you know, it has a benefit in that sense as an assassin, as a yeah. sharpshooter. Yeah, uh, Zori Bliss, her helmet in episode nine is like that as well. With just oh, right. very, you know, you can see her eyes, but that's it. <laughs> that is my unprofessional opinion. I am not an assassin or a sharpshooter. <laughs> you don't even play one on TV? I don't play one on TV. <laughs> I'm too big to be a sharpshooter, right? I, I couldn't, I'd stand out too damn much. So what's the plan? <laughs> oh, the do pack. 
Well, th this is kind of like that typical thing, right? You got three people who don't trust each other. So right. <laughs> yeah, at least two people are trying to profit off of this scenario. And it's like, okay, I'm not leaving you with, with the bounty to keep the bounty. I'm not leaving you with the bounty to keep the bounty. <laughs> yep. Well, they've got a do back and they got one speeder bike. Right. <laughs> so one's getting yeah, somewhere it, fast, one's getting somewhere slow. It, it It's too bad that, you know, he already let on where baby Yoda was and his ship was and everything that he can't call back yeah. to Pally and be like, Hey, by the way, get out of there. Interesting. Um, he said, she's no good to us dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Where have I heard that before? It's in the Mandalorian headbook. I was going to say, is that another slogan from the company? It must be <laughs> from the bounty hunter company. Right. That that's chapter two. So the first chapter is about bringing them in cold Chapter two, <laughs> they're no good to you dead if you need a live bounty. If only we had some coffee. <laughs> and now the offer. <laughs> trying try to make a deal. Yeah, money. You don't care about money, but he does. I mean, he all he cares about is cred. He's trying to get into the guild. So. Yep, right, right. So he wants the money, but but getting in the guild is the key to getting more money. Yep, there is maybe a full member of the Bounty Hunters Guild. But she's smart. She knows what's up. Yep, his armor alone is worth more than, than my bounty, but yeah. Yeah, but like, you still got to take him out some. Right, I was going to say, it's, it's not like you're going to be able to get that armor very easily off of him. Right? Yeah. Why are you taking a shower? <laughs> and now she's telling you know she she knows you know what he doesn't that you know that that mando and and the child are like high value targets that every bounty hunter is going after and if you bring him in that's worth a lot more than bringing me in in terms of getting into the guild do they ever take a shower in the galaxy far far away <laughs> a sonic one. solo sonic one right solo there you go yeah, so Chewbacca, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in, Bo in Boba Fett, he's always in that Bacta tank, you know? Maybe <laughs> it doubles, yeah. Healing and shower. Yeah. Bathtub. <laughs> yeah. That slime gets it all off, gets clean. Some say it's a child. She's got him. She's reeling him in. This guy's so stupid. <laughs> he is. Yes. <laughs> the deal. I mean, I mean, she is right. I mean, is Mando and the child is a much higher value target. Truly, yeah. She speaks the truth, but like, you know, you're betraying who you've hired, right? That's that's a risk. Well, not even that, right? This lady is already handcuffed and you know in your possession, right? And you're going to try to go after Mando and get your butt kicked. Well, and she also just kicked your butt on the cliff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe stay away from her. Yeah. Bounty yeah. in the hand. A bird in the is for two in the bush. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. Oh. Harsh, Ooh, man. Man. He's going he's gonna to earn some Cad Bane cred for that. At least he knows if he took the, the shackles off of her, he's dead. Oh, yeah, the manacles. Forget it, man. She had been done. Who wouldn't want to be a legend? Yeah. Thanks for oh, that. That's a that's a pretty harsh shot that close. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, in the in the abdomen like that, yeah. in that fleshy part of it. Yeah, it's not set on stun. Oh so man, yeah, even yeah, I was not stunned. 
It might take some mechanical replacement to make her work again. <laughs> From some weird cyberpunk. Yeah, oh, exactly. How do you do it? <laughs> yeah, another uh, cantina ah, callback. Ah, there, there, there it is. This is a trading card. Original trick Star Wars trading card series of the of the the sand trooper on the dewback. It's exact shot. It's a complete upshot. Yeah, I still right. want to show the Mandalorian or the Boba Fett segment from the uh, from the <laughs> holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to do that on the show. Someday. That'll be our bonus episode. <laughs> I've got it waiting to go. I've got it queued. Like next to each week's episode, I have it sitting there in case we want to show it. <laughs> it's so cool with the do-back in this episode and then in the first one. Uh, what was that creature he was on again? The blurg? Yeah, the blurg. Yeah, blurg. Yeah. The blurg. <laughs> Poor Mando, man. He's just he's just an innocent man trying to make his way in the universe. How much he's seeing right now through that helmet? Because you know he can see it all. <laughs> well, we know now that he's like, it's not straight vision, that he's actually like, he's looking at a screen all the time. Yeah. yeah. But it must have all the infrared and, and everything else that he can see. I will tell you from personal experience, without special, you know, <laughs> technology, oh, sure. it's really hard to see out of. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you're the one of us who has actually looked through a Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> Cuff him. See, still, oh, even, he, even he calls him Mando. And he's not going to give up the child. Like, as a parent, I totally get he's feeling these kind of semi-parental feelings. He's not going to take a risk on the child getting hurt here. You know? No. Well, I think we're also over a time period here watching Mando, Mando's parental instincts right. grow and, and evolve. Yeah, we're definitely yeah, like, seeing character growth. Yeah, and he feels the emotion, but he doesn't have all the, you know, the parenting skills yet. But he's close enough. Oh, oh, well, I mean, he didn't take a chance on child getting hurt there, but you do what you got to do. I'm sure he's a crack shot. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to okay. shoot this dude, even though the child goes rolling. That dude was not very smart. No yeah, more. We should have seen that coming. I mean, we've, I mean, the kid's resourceful. <clears throat> he's well, he 50 years old, you know, has some life experience. You think he's been in somebody's arms when they've gotten shot before? <laughs> so what is CGI Yoda, uh, Baby Yoda, and what is uh, uh, practical electronics or whatever when they're holding him? So I've always wondered that. I mean, it's probably a mix. You know, there's probably a mix of practical and CGI all the yeah. time. I think it's all pup puppetry. It is all yeah, that's why that's why you don't see the feet because there's right. cables coming out. Oh, okay, um, okay. That's why it's cropped that yeah. way in so many shots. I like it. It gives it like a real look too, right? It gives it a it does. It does. Yeah. I mean, hats off for the CGI in, in in episodes one, two, and three, but coming back to this the the real in your you know the real um, the real the practical prop, you know, yeah. Instead of holding like a blue screen the whole time, you know, yeah. That's yeah. a five. <laughs> <million laughs> <dollar. laughs> uh, one, one more, a new hope reference, Baker's Canyon. 
Well, we are on Tatooine. Yeah. That has to be one of the most expensive puppets ever made. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally worth it. Oh, agreed. Huh. Look, I fell for it, right? Here he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> is he not a puppet, Corey? You don't have your hand up his... Uh, hey, hey, um, hey, hey. This is a family show, Jonathan. <laughs> here's our moment. Here's a, who's setting up an entire whole other se uh, series. <laughs> I never would have guessed. Because we didn't know at this point. Who could that be? Most people were pretty sure of who that was. I always thought it was Cad Bane at first, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I it's, it's got the it's got the sound effect of of the Spurs, um, but even when they re referred to it, uh, like later on, that the costume doesn't match up. That's kind of a a continuity right. thing there, because he because he doesn't get his armor back until after Fennec is already with him. Right. At, at this point, in, in, did we know that we were going to have a book of Boba Fett? No, no, I didn't no. think we did. No, that that definitely had not been announced at that point. Mm -hmm. Now that wasn't announced until after season two. That's what I thought. So I mean, the the the, the figure was incredibly mysterious. I had no idea. Who it was. Well, and he comes in in season two, right? No, I understand that. And then he makes a connection because based on the costume. But at that point, I was like, "Wow, this is a total mystery." I think it's something that fans wide, right? Like you get a show called The Mandalorian, and it's set in this time frame, and you're like. Dude, are we bringing back Boba Fett? Like he's supposed to be dead, but you know, there's always the expanded universe stories about you know yeah. Boba Fett escaping the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, you're like, well, will they do that here in this show? I, I don't know. There it is. Yeah, Dale, sweet. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I would like. Love, I know I've got that card somewhere. I would love to know if that's exactly why they did that shot that way. I don't know that, but I would. Dave Filoni, man, he was probably thinking of that card. I can right. see it. Dude, yeah, Filoni nice. wrote and directed this episode, so I'm I'm betting that's intentional. You know what? I, I want them to do a reference of the C3PO card in there that looks like he has a big old. Well, it's a family show. I know. <laughs> Come on, bring it in, bring it in. No, I mean that's so cool. I, when, I, when I had those cards, I carried them around like treasure. Everywhere I went, those cards were. Well, what do we think about this episode panel? Was this a good one, or is it spinning the wheels? Was it too much setup, or was it good on its own? I think it was an okay episode, honestly. But I have more enjoyment with it now based on Book of Boba Fett. Dude, I, lo I freaking love this one because of, one, it was back on Tatooine, um, and also um, that uh, the, the, the Fennec dynamic with another bounty hunter, and she was so badass. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the introduction of the, what's her name, Michael? Kelly. Thank you. So, you know, standalone issue, episode, I suppose in some way they kind of all are standalone well. But they certainly make them a great group when you watch them all together. So. I, think it's, I think it's a hindsight thing. I think, like, if you don't know that those two characters are coming back and you just look at this episode by itself and just take it on its own merits, it is really just very episodic. I mean, it's not that different from last week. You know, it is just you know him arriving somewhere, having a problem to solve, solving the problem, and moving on with the bit with the child again. You know, so it, it is it is it does feel kind of transitory, but 
in hindsight, when you look at the series as a whole, the introduction of those characters becomes so significant, and particularly in terms of the return of Boba Fett later on, and how yeah. important Fennec Shen becomes to that, and how much how cool those two characters are. It makes this episode much better in hindsight. But 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 if you had to just take it on its own merit, it's it's not the greatest episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, I'm not saying it's the greatest episode. I'm just saying I really enjoy it because yeah. this is the first time we see Fennec, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, that, was, if you, that was exciting to have a new introduction of another bounty hunter. I mean, we yeah. all love bounty hunters. If you take the concept of a story of an episode standing on its own, last week was better when he was in that village, right? Sure. As compared to this one, standing on its own, it doesn't quite stand on its own as much because there's so much going on that is set up for characters coming back. Because last week, you don't... Actually, know, other, other than Kara doing it, it's totally standalone. Kara, yeah, but not as much for the others. Yeah, I agree I agree with a lot of your commentary from last week's episode. Yeah, Listen, last, last week... All the, Krill, all the Krill stuff, that was killing me. <laughs> <laughs> You're not into a blue shrimp? No, no, I thought it was great that you guys kept going there. <laughs> <laughs> no Krills were harmed in the making of that episode. The blue was a part of their... Like, the pigment was a part of their culture. I was like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Rocky yeah, Mountain fan force beating a dead horse since 1999. Right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, this this episode didn't really advance the the bigger story. Uh, like you said, last week's uh, chapter had a much better beginning, middle, end to it. We're not any further along in the big story, but but man, the the, the eye candy by visiting Tatooine, going into the the Chalman's Cantina with the, the EV-99. Uh, we got to see Frog Lady there. Um, yeah. We'll right. see next season. Uh, R5-D4 was in the cantina, who we'll see yeah. um, next next season. Dr. Mandible, who um, was like a big ant. And people make a bigger deal of that character showing up in the episode directed by Peyton Reed, the Ant-Man guy. But he was wait, already wait, in wait, there. Wait, wait, wait. The ant like, is called Dr. Mandible? Really? Yeah. That's awesome. It's <laughs> <Dr. laughs> awesome. like the species Mon Calamari, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is tradition here. We are talking about Star Wars. There is tradition in this naming. Yep. Yep. He's not just Mr. Mandible. He's a doctor, darn it. <laughs> he got his PhD. That's doctor. Is he a medical doctor or a doctor of philosophy? That I got to know. Oh, I have a PhD oh. in horribleness. <laughs> wow, uh, James. Any uh, closing thoughts on this one? Um, I like the episode. Um, other than we went back to Tatooine again, uh, again, and again. But um, it, it kind of felt nostalgic to me because, yeah, I mean, a lot of the sets and stuff were just uh, very spot on. It looked very much like Tatooine, right? During you know. The original Star Wars movie and stuff. Um, um, I like how they set up in, in kind of the mystery, right? For who yeah. the mystery person was at the end. I thought that was really good. Uh, yeah, Star Wars is good about definitely two things: nostalgia, <laughs> cliffhangers, setting up the next story. For right. sure, and we got both of those in this one. Yeah. yeah, and we had to wait quite some time to finally put all those thoughts together. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I, I actually, real quick, I just think that having a story like this is sort of, you know, where you guys are saying, oh, this hasn't advanced the story. I, I think it's important to have stories like, or just moments like this that aren't advancing the stories in every episode so that we, you know, get a chance to just enjoy the galaxy. 
And also, we do get some arc on his character. You know, we talked about how we learned more about his code of conduct. I mean, how how honorable he is within his own, you know, what he's doing for for a living and, and what he does, you know, with his life. I mean, he has his very specific moral code. And you know, also we see more growth of him as a as a failed parent and 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 learning. You know, you have to make your main character still interesting. I mean, he, he has the armor. He has the killer job. Um, you know, and so those things are already in play, but to, to get to know who he is on, on behind that helmet, I totally love that, that John and, and Dave both have really fleshed this guy out. I mean, I know at this point we don't have that much, but now we certainly do. So, Yeah, just kind of the, the people who start to become in the Mando's orbit, right? People who yeah, he yeah. thinks he won't see again, but he's made these connections, and so you can't come back and, you know, call on, call on her again or whoever else that he he may leave alive after he meets them so yeah yeah he's uh he's the kind of parent who's going to go to a job interview in the bar and leave the kid in the car so i mean that's not the windows uh but anyway uh any other uh closing remarks on this one Nope. Two thumbs up. Thought this one's great. So I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah, hey, this guy, he likes it. He definitely likes it for sure. <laughs> Mr. Cranston there. Yes, that's right. Yep. yep. So where are we going next? Uh, so we'll be back next Tuesday with Mandalorian Chapter 6, The Prisoner. Oh, is that the one when we meet Bill Burr and all those? Uh, yes, that's the heist him? episode. Yeah, yeah, that, that's awesome. one of my favorite episodes. I'm, I'm looking forward to rewatching. I, I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah. Isn't Clancy Brown in that one too? Yep. Yeah, Clancy Brown. It's really yeah. Good. yeah, it's great. Hey, can we take five minutes and uh, discuss what we think is going to happen with Mando season three? Here, coming up tomorrow. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. I mean, you, you know, we get to see what happened to Mandalore, you know, uh, now the how the Darksaber is going to be in play with uh, uh, going forward and, and all these new Mandos that we're going to be meeting, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see how they expand it further, you know. Yep. And I believe our plan is we're going to try to put together a string of episodes after we get done with Mandalore in season one. We're going to try to try to do some Clone Wars and Rebel episodes that will will be good reference episodes for, for season three. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Got it. It's exciting. Yeah. I'm I may not have seen, because that's the thing is I'm the one who's probably seen the least of, of Clone Wars and Rebels. So I'm looking forward to really, you know, yeah. along with season three of Mandalorian, really get the background on that. I'm interested to see um, kind of how they expound on, you know, the what happened on Mandalore in Rebels and stuff. And uh, kind of the fallout, and and kind of maybe maybe we'll get some more story along those lines. They'll kind of fill in some of the gaps. I'm hoping. Well, John Favreau in that interview this week said season yeah. three is big. It's much bigger yes. than what we've I, had. I, so I, yeah, it's I'm gonna a, be a, a, it's gonna be I think bigger battles and bigger uh, maybe going to more worlds. I don't know, but may, many more probably main characters introduced. Yeah. Well, they have the budget, so they and they've had the time. Why not? Yeah. What I'm looking to forward to most yeah. is how he squares it with the clan. You took your helmet off. You're no longer part of this clan. It's like, no. Yeah. I don't think he's going to settle for that. No. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he navigates that. I, I, 
respect the armorer as the patriarch, <clears throat> matriarch of that clan. So she has, you know, she has status, and it's like, and he yeah. respects that. Yeah, um, obviously he was part of that. So I want to see how he redeems himself in this manner. Right. I hope they bring back Cad Bane. Oh my gosh, he was yeah, so yeah. Cool. It was fun. I was I was really surprised to see him, and I was but I was delighted to see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're gonna definitely have to in the beginning bring people in who didn't watch Book of Boba Fett. I mean, I've definitely seen them talk about the fact that they can't just kind of launch into season three yeah. because right off the bat, people who did not watch Book of Boba Fett, who just watched The Mandalorian, are going to be, wait, the kid's back? You know, So they're, so they're going to have to soft launch into that or find some way, you know, starting tomorrow, into how they bring those people in who, who skipped Book of Boba Fett. Or he's no longer part of the clan because he took his helmet off. They wouldn't know that if they didn't watch Book of Boba Fett. No. Cool. I'm going to have to zig where you guys are zagging, like, I, I did watch Clone Wars, and I got a lot of Mandalore <sighs> plots and politics and dynamics. And, like, I, I tune into the show not for what's going on on Mandalore, who's in charge, uh, Mandalorian culture. Like, that that's great that a lot of people are totally into that. I'm into, like, the Mandalorian and the child. And they're the hijinks that they're getting into, and this group of people who are becoming part of their their circle of, of people who they interact with, right? And like the adventures, like I, I loved it at the end of, of season one when he had IG Eleven and they're taking on the Empire. Like that's my Star Wars. This kind yeah. of like global politics stuff, and that's just that's just not my bag. But that's okay, you know. People have different loves of what they they want out of star wars and for people who want more background and mandalore stuff like it looks like you're gonna get a lot of that in season three so that that's good but i'm i'm hoping they don't lose sight of that relationship between the two of them and yeah. that dynamic and yeah. see where where it goes from here after everything they've been through i don't think they will it's a it's a great point. I mean, because I think they're gonna there's gonna have to be a balance struck, and I, and they know that. I mean, that's Favreau well, and Filoni definitely know that that there's gonna have to be a balance struck. They can't go too far into hey, we're deep in the waters of the story that only the fans you know kind of know these deeper things. You know, <coughs> the Mandalorian is a much larger audience than that, and they're gonna have to address people who are just showing up for cute you know yeah. baby Yoda stuff. You know, it's, it's really definitely gonna have to be a balance there. Yeah, it's really a story of kind of the the uh, Mandalorian. Um, Der, is it Derjan? What is his name? Um, oh, Din Djarin. Djarin, yeah. It's kind of about his journey and his relationship with the child. I mean, that's really what the show says. That's the core, yeah. And then the stories are kind of told around him or they go through the stories together. As so. we said, it's Lone Wolf and Cub. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, the, the, the yeah. core central story is is the relationship between the yeah. two of them. And, oh, yeah. and those, those stakes at those times when the child's in danger, you really feel Mando, uh, his angst and like his, just he's really worried because he really does care about the child. Yeah, I mean, like in this episode yeah. that we just saw, right? Like yeah. you, you feel those moments when the child is in danger, and you're like, oh. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're creeping up uh, close to the hour mark here, so let's um, let's kind of head out here. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Right here.